Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi. Thank you for hanging out here with me today. We are going to jump right in. When our child dies, we feel like we have been thrown into a wilderness, don't we? And that we're just, we're not going to make it through. We're not going to make it out. Being in the wilderness puts us in survival mode. And the question for today is, what tools are you going to look for to help you until you do find your way out? Let's look at some things here today that I hope will help you with this. The reason I'm talking about this is because I had a day where there were three different scriptures about being in the wilderness or God being with us in the wilderness, God bringing us out of the wilderness. There were three different scriptures that came to me in one single day from three different sources. And so when something like that happens, I really pay attention. And so that is why I decided to talk about this today. Now, one of the scriptures that came to me was from the book of Hosea. And God said that he was leading his lover into the wilderness so that he could be with her. Now, that sounds strange. I don't know if you know much about the book of Hosea. He was a prophet, and God actually instructed him to marry a harlot, a prostitute, a woman who could not be faithful to a husband. And it was an illustration of how Israel was unfaithful to God. And so this scripture that talks about the wilderness is Hosea chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. And God says, therefore, I am now going to allure her. I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. One version says, I'll speak to her heart. There I will give her back her vineyards and will make the valley of Achor a door of hope. The Message Bible says it this way, And now here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start all over again. I'm taking her back out into the wilderness where we had our first date and I'll court her. I'll give her bouquets of roses. I'll turn Heartbreak Valley into Acres of Hope. Wow, isn't that something? Turning Heartbreak Valley into Acres of Hope. The voice version of the Bible says it this way. I'll entice her and lead her out into the wilderness where we can be alone. And I'll speak right to her heart and try to win her back. So we see through this scripture, I think it's pretty obvious, that God sometimes will allow us or take us into a wilderness place. Now, that does not mean that God caused the death of your child. To me, I see that as God knew that the death of our child was going to make us feel like we were in this wilderness place. And so he's going to be with us in that wilderness. He's going to lure us in that place so that he can speak to our heart, so that he can be tender with us and share his love with us in the wilderness experience that we find ourselves in. 
Now, another place in scripture where the wilderness is talked about is after feeding the five thousands with the five loaves of bread and the two fish, and they had these 12 baskets of food left over. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? And this was what was brought to my attention, John chapter 6, verse 15, which I guess I've never really paid attention or made this correlation before. But after he did this miraculous thing, I mean, this was a huge miracle and thousands of people were there. They didn't just see it. They were part of this miracle. And it says in John 6, 15, Jesus knew that the people planned to come and take him by force and make him their king. So he left and went to the hillsides by himself up the mountainside alone. Now, when I heard this verse, someone was talking about it. They said that Jesus left and went to the wilderness. And when I looked it up myself, it says that he left and he went to the hillside by himself. And when you think about it, going up a mountainside by himself, alone, he took himself into a wilderness type situation where he could be alone. And it's interesting that the people, they wanted what he had to give. It wasn't who he was as the Messiah, the promised deliverer. They wanted him for what he did, and they wanted him to be a physical deliverer of being their king. And Jesus knew that's not why he was here. And so he took himself off into a mountainside, the hilltops, a deserted place, alone. He got away from all of that and went alone. Now, do you know what he did when he came back down from that? He walked on the water. When he came back down from that mountainside, being alone, taking himself into this kind of deserted situation where he could just be alone with God, he came back down, and that was when the storm was on the water and Jesus was walking on the water. It's interesting, another time in the Bible, Jesus would intentionally go into the wilderness to be with God. Luke chapter 5, verse 16 says, And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. I'm going to read this in several versions. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. Another one says, But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Another one says, As often as possible, Jesus withdrew to out-of-the-way places for prayer. And again, another one says, He often withdrew to deserted places and prayed. Here's the last one here. Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. Now, I find that interesting that Jesus would choose the wilderness as his place to meet with God. And I think maybe one of the reasons for that is because when Jesus was baptized by John in the River Jordan, it says that the Holy Spirit, right after that, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. It says, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, that the devil might tempt him. The Passion Translation, I'm sorry, I forgot to write down the reference for this. I think it might be Matthew. The Passion Translation says, afterward, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness 
to experience the ordeal of testing by the accuser. I mean, Jesus gets it. He gets what it's like to be tested by the accuser when in a wilderness experience. I mean, he had been fasting for 40 days, 40 days without food in the wilderness. I don't know if that was a supernatural sustaining, but even if that was the case, he had a physical body. He was feeling it of being in the wilderness for 40 days with no food. And to think that that's where the Holy Spirit led him so that he could experience for himself being tested by the accuser when he was in a horrible wilderness place. Now, before he came out of that wilderness place, God sent angels to minister to him. I think that's very precious. And when Jesus came out of that wilderness time, he came out with power and authority. He came out with an anointing that he did not carry before. He came out with purpose, prepared for ministry in a powerful way. And like I shared, massive crowds started following him, but it was because of what he could do for them, not because of who he could be for them. And when they eventually wanted to make him a physical king, he escaped to the mountainside alone, and he didn't come back down until it was dark and storming. These things just fascinate me. And so I feel like the wilderness doesn't have to be a horrible place. It can be a place where we can meet with God in a way that we never have before. In this wilderness place, it's okay to express to Him your frustration, your lack of clarity, your confusion, questioning how dry you feel, how parched you are, to ask Him your questions, to express how conflicted you feel about Him, your fears, your anxieties. This is like a a wide open space to be with God in your pain, in your turmoil, in your anguish. And I believe that it is in this wilderness place is where we meet with God and we wrestle with him. And I think about in Genesis 32, where Jacob wrestled with the angel and some people believe it was the Lord himself. I want to read some of this to you. So Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And the man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans, and you have overcome, you have prevailed. And Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Why do you need to know my name? It's almost like he was saying, you know who I am. And he blessed Jacob there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. You and I have wrestled with God 
in the wilderness. Maybe you are still in that place of wrestling with God. The thing is, we are going to come out of that place and we will have been touched by God in a very unique, special, and deep way. And I believe we will forever walk with a limp, not just because our child died, but because we were touched by God in the wilderness. It's because we're just never going to be the same. Because when we come out of this wilderness place, we carry the very presence and the essence of the faithfulness of a God who's not trying to destroy us, but he's helping us to grow to be strong in the very face of our enemy. We run to God when we're in the wilderness, and he becomes the peace and the strength that we need. And that becomes a part of our very being of who we are now coming out of the wilderness. I want to go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. I have shared this with you several times recently, I think. This is a verse that God has given me for this year, for 2023. And I have been so thankful for this verse. I have been asking the Lord for a scripture for, I don't know, 20, 25 years. And almost every single year I've had a scripture that I just, I use it as an anchor and I just meditate in it for the year. And this one, I don't know what it is about this one, but I have just been like in this verse meditating and being touched so deeply by this verse more than I think any other verse I've ever had. And it says, then, by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you, and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. You can have the life of Christ released deep inside you. And you can have the resting place of God's love deep inside you so that it becomes the very source and the very root of your life. Now we get to choose what our roots are attaching to. We can choose to be rooted in anger, in bitterness, and resentment, or we can choose to be rooted and grounded in his love, in peace, in hope, in strength, in comfort, in everything God has for you in this wilderness place. So I want to encourage you, don't fight being in the wilderness. Go ahead, wrestle with God. Let me say right now, maybe you're not hearing from him. You're saying, I've been wrestling with God. I've been trying to meet with him, and he's not here. He is here. You might even be wondering if you're even saved at this point, but that is the enemy coming to you in the wilderness, in your vulnerable place, just like he came to Jesus in the wilderness when he was so weak and vulnerable. The enemy is coming to you in your place of the wilderness when you are weak and vulnerable. But I have every reason to believe that you will not give in, but you will prevail and you will come out and God will minister to you and you are going to feel and know his presence again. 
being in the wilderness, like I said at the beginning, puts us in survival mode. So what tools are you going to look for to help you until you find your way out? Are you going to wander and try to find your way out by yourself? Are you just going to lay down like Jonah did in the desert and just say, you know, God, just kill me. Just be done here. I know I felt that way. I, I did. It was like, God, I don't want to be here anymore. I didn't want to wake up. It's like, God, I don't want to hurt anymore. Can't you just get me out of here? But that's not what God has for you. And he wants to bring you out of the wilderness. He wants to meet with you in your place of wilderness and to strengthen you and to put things in you that you've never had before to complete your time here on this earth. So I'm going to go back and ask that question again. Are you going to wander and try to find your way out by yourself? Because the thing is, it's possible that you need help, that you need a guide. It might be physically, as in a doctor. Maybe, you know, there are some physical issues that come with the death of our child. It's a trauma that we've been through and our body reacts to, to trauma. You might need help with sleep. You might need help in your mind with depression. Things are not firing correctly and you may need to go see someone to help you mentally or emotionally or spiritually. But just know that you're going to make it. You are going to make it out of this wilderness place and you're going to come out better. It may not seem like it, but I believe that with everything in me. And I hope that this podcast, that the GPS Hope podcast is one of these tools for you, but you may need more and there's nothing wrong with that. I know that you are not in this wilderness place by choice, like Jesus often took himself into the wilderness, but you can still choose what you're going to do while you're there. Are you going to push God away, or are you going to surrender to his love for you and for your child, even if it doesn't make any sense to you why it happened? So that you can come out of this wilderness place with a new strength, a deeper a more fulfilling relationship with God than you even knew was possible. Choose life. Choose to continue fighting your way through the wilderness. And at the same time, please choose to continue meeting with God, even if you don't feel Him, even if it doesn't seem like He's there. Keep coming to Him. Keep going to Him. And you will come out of your place in the wilderness. If you have listened to the last couple of episodes, you know that I am gearing up for the Christmas Advent season as a bereaved parent and that I want to walk with you in a special way during this time of year. Now, I'm not going to go into all the details because I did that two weeks ago. And there's also a web page that gives the details as well. But I do want to share again the fact that I wrote a book that has a daily reading for this time of year, for the Advent season, and it's called Hope for the Future, an Advent Journey for Bereaved Parents. Now this year, Advent starts on December 3rd. That's coming up this week. And I will be going live on YouTube and on Facebook each of the four Sunday nights of Advent sharing the reading from the book, and lighting my candle on the Advent wreath. You can join me at 8 p.m. on those Sunday evenings on the GPS Hope YouTube channel or the GPS Hope Public Facebook page. 
Now, if you would like to have something beyond just joining me for those four Sundays, you can order the book, Hope for the Future, through your favorite book outlet. You don't have to have an Advent wreath with candles, but it is a tangible way that seems to help bring out the depth of the readings. Now, like I said, you can find out more by listening to the podcast episode two weeks ago, and that would be episode 237, or you can go to gpshope.org slash Advent book. On that page, there is a place where you can download a PDF of the book for only $4.95 if you don't want to purchase a paperback version. I really hope to have many of you join me live this year so we can walk out this difficult time of year together. This week's birthday segment is for the week of November 26th through December 2nd. So let's go ahead and share those birthdays. Liam Tripp Nugent was born on November 29th and is forever 21. Ray Lynn Ten Brugengate was born on November 29th and is forever one year old. Ginny Reddig was born on November 30th and is forever 21. We celebrate the day these children came into the world. It will always be a special day for these parents and these families. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced for our listeners the week of his or her birthday, I would love to be able to do that for you. Just go to gpshope.org birthdays Fill out the form, including the pronunciation of your child's name, first or last name, if sometimes it gets mispronounced, because I do want to say it correctly for you. I'll do my best, and just fill in that information, submit the form, and I will add your son or daughter to the birthday segment the week of his or her birthday. And Dave will also send you an email to remind you to listen that week. Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 5, is actually the third scripture that came to me on that same day. And it says, Who is this coming up out of the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? Another version says, clinging to her beloved, or arm in arm with the one she loves, or leaning on her lover. The thing is, she came up out of the wilderness and she was leaning on her beloved. I think you can see the parallel here. You will come out not wanting to be who you were before. And just like we can't put into words the depth of what it's like to lose a child, I can't put into words what this is like to come out of the wilderness clinging to the one I now love so deeply. And it may seem impossible for you to do that, especially if you're angry at God and blaming him. But I'm telling you, in this wilderness place is where you are going to find and discover the depth of his love that you did not know before. Now, a lot of you have heard me give this illustration before, but it's almost like having a McDonald's hamburger and you just love that that meat, okay? It's it's processed meat, right? If it's even meat, but maybe that's the only beef you've ever had and you just love it and you don't you you won't take a steak because you don't think anything will ever taste as good as that burger. But one time you bite into a steak 
a melt-in-your-mouth, maybe cooked-on-the-grill steak, and it was so good. You can't believe you ever liked that burger. (laughs) It's like, I don't ever want to go to that McDonald's burger again. The steak is just incredible. No one could tell you how good that steak is until you had it for yourself. Maybe you're not into beef. Maybe it's like you just love imitation crab meat and you don't want to have anything else because you just think it's so good. And then you have a bite of lobster, that lobster that melts in your mouth, covered in butter, and you can't believe you ever liked that imitation crab meat. That's kind of what I'm talking about. I cannot put into words what it's like to come out of the wilderness leaning on your beloved, being ministered to, and coming out changed. You will come out of the wilderness leaning on God in a way you never have before with a new strength that is not your own. And as I was praying about this and even picturing coming up out of the wilderness leaning on my beloved, I kept getting the word beauty. I believe there will be a beauty about you as you more closely bear the image of Christ, the anointed one, having come out of the wilderness just like he did. If you have a hard time believing that, it's okay. Just hang on to my belief for you until you have your own. And in the meantime, hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.